0: Chapter 6 Ben was pushing a stack of big plates on the bench press. He was trying to clear his mind of the embarrassing mess he'd made of the viewing last night. He should have known better than to attend. Then to get a freaking erection in front of the grieving widows. What kind of a low life does that? Why did his body have to be so fucking reactive to women? Hitting Catherine in the face with it was so beyond reprehensible He didn't know what to do with himself. He obviously couldn't show his face to them again. He was seriously considering selling the house and moving so they wouldn't have to share the neighbourhood with such a deviant. He threw his self-disgust into the weights and pushed until he could barely get the weights back into the rack. He was breathing hard after his set and his arms and chest were pumped and maybe a little wobbly from overdoing it. He was punishing himself, which was a damn stupid thing to do when working with such heavy weights. He sat up and wiped the sweat from his face with his towel, then froze when he heard the doorbell ring. He jogged up the stairs and looked out the front door. Megan Khalil was standing on his porch with a cross look on her face. Crap. He'd messed up so badly with Catherine. Now her kids hated him. He couldn't really blame them better to take his deserved punishment. He opened the door. You missed your hair, Megan barked, until she saw he was only wearing short black shorts and runners. Then her jaw dropped as she took in his sweaty muscles. She tried to start again, but the words weren't there. Ben was getting a chill by the door. It's cold out. Please come in. She stepped into the foyer and stared at his chest. God, you've got bigger boobs than Mrs. King she blurted then slapped her hands over her mouth in embarrassment he grimaced he raised his index finger and went down the hall to his bedroom he quickly kicked off his shoes and sweaty shorts and pulled on his long terry dressing robe now he was covered up so megan wouldn't be embarrassed he walked back towards the foyer megan saw him approaching and was a little disappointed he'd thrown the robe over his rockin body sure he was an older guy, but damn, he looked good for an older guy, a lot better than any of her past boyfriends ever did. She heard a knock on the door behind her and saw Mrs. Wallace and Mrs. King huddled from the cold. She opened the door and they were a little surprised to see her there. They stepped inside just as Ben got back. He saw the three women standing there and his heart fell. Catherine had obviously sent Megan as her representative and the three were going to tell him, to his face, what a dirtbag he was. Well, he deserved it. He steeled himself and looked at the gathered women. Rochelle was first to speak. Mr. Shepard, did we wake you? Megan wanted the two women to share what she'd just seen. He'd obviously been bodybuilding, but he seemed to be tongue-tied. She answered for him. No, he was just working out. Have you seen these muscles? She said, stepping forward and yanked his robe open. Ben was completely caught off guard and was so surprised he didn't react for a few seconds. Megan looked down and discovered his shorts were no longer there. Rochelle looked like a deer caught in headlights. The image of his naked, sweaty body was burning into her mind for all time. Gabriella soaked it all in and smiled like that cat who got the cream. Catherine may have briefly felt him through the fabric of his pants, but she'd seen it fully exposed, not four feet away. Even at rest, it was magnificent. Ben finally snatched the robe closed and more securely tightened the belt. His mouth was working, but nothing was coming out. Megan was also trying to speak, but couldn't tear her eyes away from his now covered groin. He snapped his fingers in her line of sight, and she jumped. I'm so sorry, Mr. Shepard. I thought you had your shorts on underneath. Yes, well, even if I had, you don't go yanking people's robes open. What if I did that to you? he said, then closed his eyes tightly, shook his head, and blushed at the image in his mind. He was a dirty pervert. The three women caught the blush and smiled as images passed through their minds as well. Ben seemed to get a hold of himself. Look before you say anything, I want to apologise for my behaviour last night. It was totally inappropriate, and I'm more than a little disgusted with myself. I fully deserve your contempt, I wish I could have told Catherine to her face. Gabriella snorted, then quickly suppressed it. How sorry I am for disturbing the viewing for all of you. Rochelle glanced questioningly at Gabriella, and they shared a look. While there was opportunity here. For a little naughty blackmail. Neither of them felt Ben deserved it. He was a decent man who shouldn't be made to feel this way. What happened? Megan asked. Ben's face went crimson and he tucked his robe a little tighter. Gabriella spoke up to let Ben off the hook. Ben, no one aside from you is upset by what happened last night. We came here today to make sure you were okay. Well, that's what Rochelle and I were here for. Why did you come over, Megan? Oh, right. Mr. Shepherd was supposed to come to our place 30 minutes ago for a haircut. Mom made us all lunch too. I was sent to collect him, she said. Oh, really? Gabriella said. Megan looked at her a little nervously. She made a large pot of stew, so I'm sure there would be enough for two more guests. That would be lovely. Ben, why don't you get dressed and we will accompany you to cats? Gabriella said. Ben looked a little confused, but didn't argue. Please have a seat in the living room. Just give me five minutes. Once they were seated, he moved back down the hall. He closed his bedroom door and leaned his forehead against it for a few seconds. Then he stripped and jumped into the shower. Back in the living room, Megan was looking at Gabriella. Mrs. Wallace, what happened last night? Mom won't tell us what she was laughing about when we found her in your viewing room. Ben did something that embarrassed him, and amused your mother. Let's leave it at that, so we can spare Ben any additional hurt feelings. All right, she suggested. The three ladies waited, and imagined what might be happening in Ben's shower. True to his word, he returned five minutes later, freshly washed, dried, except his hair, and dressed in jeans, a white t-shirt, a black knit sweater, and white socks, He slipped his boots and jacket on and followed the women outside. He locked up and followed them over to Catherine's. He looked a few doors down the block on the north side and noticed a black limo idling on the street at the base of the driveway outside of the Lee residence. James Lee, a 38-year-old foreign market investor and recent member of Ashburn Court's Gentlemen's Club, had been one of the fatalities from the plane crash, leaving his 24-year-old wife, Tina, and their six-month-old baby Christopher alone. Ben saw a well-dressed, older Asian woman standing in the driveway, yelling at the young woman who was holding her baby and crying. The old woman gestured for her driver to get out of the car and continued to yell at the crying woman. Ben immediately turned towards the Lee home and ran over to see what was upsetting Tina. He took off his jacket and placed it around the young woman's shoulders, since she wasn't dressed for the weather, and pulled it around the baby, as well, who was only wrapped in a blanket. "'Mrs. Lee, what's wrong? What's she saying?' he asked. "'She wants to take Christopher away from me and take him back to Korea,' she cried. "'She says I was a bad wife for her son and an unfit mother for her grandchild.' The young woman burst into tears. Ben saw the driver walking up the drive towards them. He had something in his hand, and when he flicked his wrist, it snapped out into a baton. Fuck, Ben wasn't a fighter, though he'd been in a few minor scraps during his university days on pub crawls. Now he was facing a guy with a club who looked like he knew how to use it. Ben whipped off his sweater and balled it around his left hand, just as the man rushed at him, swinging the club. He blocked the first few swings, but the next three got through and Ben went down on his right knee in pain. Seeing victory, the driver stepped in close to bash Ben's skull, but got a solid punch to the groin from Ben's right fist instead. The hit lifted the man right off his feet. Ben staggered up and stomped on the man's hand as he weakly tried to wield the baton from the ground. Bones snapped and the driver screamed, dropping the weapon. Ben grabbed him by the collar and dragged him on his ass back to the car, keeping an eye on the old woman the entire way. He lifted and bounced the man against the side of the car as he opened the driver's door and pushed him back inside. He slammed the door then walked over to stand in front of the old woman. She sputtered a little but jumped when Ben scowled at her. Leave. She hastily made her way to the back seat of the limo and the car drove away. He stood at the end of the driveway until the car turned the corner and disappeared. It was only then that Ben realised they no longer had their police barricade, and the press had moved on to the next sensation. He started to shiver, and Gabriella, who had caught up to him, handed him the knit sweater he'd dropped. He pulled it on and hissed in pain as he moved his bruised ribs. Gabriella was instantly at his elbow, guiding him back towards Catherine's. He stopped and saw that Rochelle was leading Tina after them. The young woman was looking at him like he was some kind of hero. He sighed and closed his eyes as the pain in his ribs began to make itself known. Megan opened her front door, and Gabriella walked through with her arm around the good side of Ben. She heard Cat's friendly voice. Megan, what took you so long to get that man over here? Catherine froze when she came around the corner. What happened? She yelped. Mrs. Lee's mother-in-law decided to do a little snatch and grab of her grandson, Ben muttered. She beat you up? Catherine gasped. Ben laughed and immediately regretted it as pain stabbed through his side. Gabriella scowled at Cat. No, she brought a goon who had some kind of metal club. Ben beat him up, but not before taking a few hits to the ribs. Rochelle flicked her wrist and the baton she'd picked up Snapped out to full length, Cat's eyes went wide. Oh my god, bring him into the kitchen, the group followed her. Catherine pulled out a chair from the table, and they sat him down in it, and carefully pulled off his sweater with much hissing. Then came the t-shirt. Three large red welts crossed his side, and bruising was already spreading over the area. Rochelle leaned in and grimaced. Tina Lee saw the marks and burst into tears. I'm so sorry, Mr. Shepherd. It is all my fault. I should have let her take Christopher. She was right. Den's head snapped up. Stop. Stop right there. Don't you ever say you're not worthy to keep your child. You did nothing wrong. Christopher is blessed to have you as his mother. He looked around at the other women and gave them all a stern look. None of you did anything to deserve what happened to you. It was just a stupid accident that took them. Why they were there in the first place is on them. Damn. I'll never understand why they did it, but it was their choice and is no reflection on your worth. Each of you is a treasure. His little outburst caused his ribs to throb, so he closed his eyes and hissed in pain. He didn't see the looks in their eyes as they gazed at him. Gabriella spoke softly. Ben, maybe we should take you to the hospital. He opened his eyes and looked at his injury. No, I'm just bruised. I don't feel any grating, so the bones aren't likely broken. I'll just soak in the tub before the muscles tighten up. Besides, we don't need any more publicity. The press has finally left us alone. Must be some other tragedy. You could use our hot tub, Cat offered. Gabriella shot her a look and got an innocent questioning look back. Thanks, but I'll just use my own later. I heard something about a haircut and stew. Megan burst into a smile and rushed out of the room to get her kit. Everyone settled in around the table, but they left Ben further out so Megan had room to give him the haircut. She put the cape over him and the other ladies sighed as they could no longer see his body. This made them giggle self-consciously. Tina looked at the others and smiled. She also thought Mr. Shepard was a beautiful man, but was trying not to be obvious. Rochelle patted her knee. She knew. While he waited, Ben looked at the group. He pondered Tina's situation. If they hadn't passed by when they did, she might have lost her child as well as her husband. He felt ashamed that he hadn't approached her earlier. The Lees were the latest addition to the community, but that didn't absolve his guilt at not paying better attention. Then he thought of the remaining wives who lost their husbands. Maybe they were hurting and could use a sympathetic ear. Has anyone spoken to the other women affected by this? The ladies all looked at each other. Gabriella pulled out her phone. Cat, would you mind if I called them over? No, that would be good, she replied. She dialed the first number Joanne, it's Gabriella. I'm over at Catherine's. We're just having a little informal get-together, and we're wondering if you'd like to join us. Sure, no need to bring anything, just yourself. Okay, see you soon, she looked up at Kat. Joanne White is on her way. I'll call the others. Gabriella managed to contact Trish Campbell, Hannah Cooper, and Daphne McKellen, who all agreed to join them as well. But Beth Wilson's son, John, said she couldn't come to the phone, but he'd pass along the message. Sarah Miller didn't answer. Her sous wasn't in its usual spot in the driveway, so they assumed she'd gone to visit her parents with the kids. Sophie and Rachel helped their mother gather more chairs for the big kitchen. Joanne arrived and looked at the group of women sitting around the table. She was surprised to see Ben sitting in the room getting a haircut. She took a seat next to Tina and admired the baby in her arms. Trish, Daphne and Hannah arrived next. Hannah had a scowl on her tear-stained face and looked at the group with suspicion. Trish seemed to be following her lead, though Daphne just looked lost. Hannah looked at Gabriella and Catherine and opened up with both barrels when she saw Ben sitting in the kitchen, her face twisted into a pained grimace. It's not bad enough your husband seduced ours into their sick and depraved parties. Now you're after us with this eye candy, she cried. Suddenly, there were voices screaming incriminations back and forth across the table. Ben was stunned by how vicious it got. He'd had enough. Stop! he bellowed as he stood, and all the women froze, and Christopher began to cry. He winced, then stared them in the eye. Let me make one thing perfectly clear I was invited to few boys' club meetings, and no one was there against their will. There was no coercion, no seduction and none of you had any involvement or knowledge of what went on there. They made that fact very clear to me. It was their club. No wives. Allowed. Their attitudes towards the women they married. The women who should have been their partners in everything. It sickened me, and I couldn't be part of it. I heard and saw it because I was there. It wasn't my place to interfere with your relationships, but I could stay away from those men, so I did. I'm sorry if what I've said hurts you, but you need to be honest with yourselves. If you want to heal from this, you have each other. God, you need to understand. You are all victims, and you need to rely on each other. I've known most of you for years, and I know you are good people, which makes what happened all the more bewildering to me. How they could have treated any of you this way, Ben staggered and looked down. He tugged the cape off, and the women gasped. Some saw his muscular chest and firm abs, but others saw the massive bruise spreading on his left side. Hannah was already dialing 911. As a hospital administrator, she recognized bad internal bleeding when she saw it. She got the ambulance on its way, then looked to Gabriella. What happened to him? Tina's mother-in-law tried to abduct Christopher and brought a goon along to do it. Ben intervened and took a few hits on his side with a club, before he took the man down. He said it wasn't more than bruising. Ben slumped back into the chair and struggled to remain conscious. The room spun, and he slid off the chair before they could catch him. That's internal bleeding. It's filling his chest cavity. Ben, try to stay awake, Catherine yelled. For Ben, it felt like the room was receding from him. It got quieter and darker than nothing.